Greetings, my fellow from Low Sovereign Thinkers. Thank you for tuning to LL3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. This is episode 1700, War Criminal Kissinger Dead and Globalism Will Be Crushed. Before I proceed, you can follow me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Lucky Luck number three, Lucky Luck Roman number three with the eyes, or Lucky Luck Roman number three podcast. Furthermore, if you have any questions, comments, recommendations, send me information, etc., whatever you do, please use decorum. Go to LuckyLuckNumber03 at ProTomail.com. If you want to donate, go to PayPal.me or Cash.app forward slash LuckyLuckNumber3. Yes, I have to admit, I did a two-week hiatus, and I was like, what the hell am I doing? Should be spreading the message of love and all that, all that during that time. But hopefully, I haven't had a great Thanksgiving and um, be with your families. It should be like the everyday. Be always be thankful that you're alive, here to show, helping your neighbors, etc. And all the chaos as usual. Looks like it's been admitted that. Rogue elements in the Israeli government let the members of Hamas break in to the border. Video footage of that. Explosions, etc. No paraglides. Just boom. Just did explosions right at the area. And that's why even folks from Israeli members, former members of Israeli Defense Force, questioned it big time, including yours truly, and many others I know too that served in the Israeli army. Said, what the hell happened? Didn't, didn't, nothing's adding up. Trying to exploit. There's even claims they're going to they want to use Gaza for natural resources, oil, and natural gas. We know Zion gas and oil is licking their chops. When people ask me about the whole thing, I despise all forms of genocide and democide, etc. I don't give a damn who's doing it. Does it make me anti-Semitic or racist or anything else? Because people who want to spew that rhetoric, all they're doing is exposing themselves for who they are. Baseless geniuses. But I'm just really dawns on me. I'm not surprised that things are coming out in that one area. And of course, if you know about the hypocrisy of all the other political douchebags around the world want to be against this and they have their human rights issues so make themselves look pristine hey we're on the same page people let's get together even i'm gonna screw you later yours truly government (laughs) oh i know that for sure yeah i was like um checking this me checking out this one interview Came from uh, American Vanguard. Good stuff. Patrick Flood, he um, fought fought in court against a team of lawyers that was hired by a company that unjustly fired him because he refused to take the jab. I'm going to play Sun City. Medical tyrannies. Way to go. Move, Baba. You know, medical tyranny, medical apartheid. Many of the organizations, even labor organizations, many of them are doing the same thing, playing Sun City, COVID style. Shame on all of them. They just became paper tigers. I'm going to check that out later on. 
And I'm going through here on sensor.news. There's a video here. Pentagon confirms 973% increase in heart failure following COVID shots. There's one gentleman who was trying to, from who was a firefighter in New York, trying to is suing to get his benefits from the Children's Health Defense. Yeah. They don't care about natural rights, but you got to take that for your own good. Take it or lose your job. These Jim Crow scumbags that they are. Bigots. That's right. Bigots. Nazis. Commies. Etc. And of course, he had here Sydney Hook families demand $85 million from Alex Jones to settle a $1.5 billion lawsuit, which is nothing more than a rhetorical deception. And we all know that scumbag judges from both cases were the interrogators. And the jury didn't have the courage to give, give them the big middle finger by saying, we're not settling dilly squat. At the most, $1.98. It was, a, it was a TV show like that. Game show, $1.98. It happened in the 70s. And to put in the winner, $1.98 in change. It was very interesting. And um, fascinating interview with economist and former World Bank employee Peter Knowing. Water, energy, research, and Gaza, Palestine, Israel, and more. Very good stuff. Heard that interview by um, Mike Adams. Very good. Interesting, indeed. And Joe Biden wants to ban Christian families from adapting children in foster care. Well, you can tell them where to go because the 10th Amendment, as I say, F you, Jim Crow Joe. Another white privileged chump that he is. Vice contributor sentenced for distributing child rape porn attempted rape of nine-year-old. And, of course, Missouri Senator Eric Schmidt introduces legislation to abolish DEI offices in, a, in at least 40 federal agencies. Nice. Too much centralization. Uh, piss on Abraham Lincoln's legacy, right? The great centralizer and many others. Epoch Times has a story here. Top Republicans vowed to take Hunter Biden to court if President's son skips deposition. U.S. military changes in numbers of post-vaccine myocarditis cases. And, of course, former Google executive ends long-shot bid for Dianne Feinstein's U.S. Senate seat in California. It's a snowstorm in Munich, right? Wow. Airports are standstill and cause travel chaos in Central Europe. And check this out. South Australia omits Christmas and Australia Day from public holiday legislation. All right. Let's check on natural news. UK government data reveals young people are dying of cancer at explosive rate following a COVID jab. And we got right here, LifeSite News, which show Facebook and YouTube don't want any of their sites. On there, Michigan to erase parenthood with extreme surrogacy bill after approving abortion amendment. Yeah, they want everything centralized. The counties can tell them where to go to use that anti commandeering document they did in Illinois for the firearm ban. Got to trim up the yard, folks. Garbage. And the sheriffs, if they try to take kids away and so forth, throw their asses in jail. All right. So that's right there. And, of course, Florida Pro-Flifer launches decline to sign campaign to derail proposed abortion amendment. And we go right down here from uh, 
Infowars. Republicans have duty to launch Biden impeach inquiry. House Speaker Johnson. Is there a risk slipping into a decade of war? That's Macron made that statement. And WUWT, LA Times article reveals California changed designation of clean energy to enhance its political influence. The expose died suddenly. Fauci lied and hundreds of thousands of children died. Secret CDC confirms over 100,000K. Yep. Another war criminal. And we go right here, Climate Depot. Watch Morano on Fox. The United Nations declare war on meat at COP28. UN seeks collapse of global meat. So COVID, the COVID blog, Melody Rain. Palambi, 15-month-old New York baby, dies two days after receiving the three vaccines on the same day. What the hell? SHTFplan.com, Ohio sees a surge in childhood pneumonia cases as China outbreak rages on. That's called uh, white lung syndrome. And we got here, National Pulse breaking. Alo Akbar attacker leaves one dead in Paris. And Derek Chauvin Stabber is a ex-FBI, ex-FBI mole who said he did it for BLM. So you, you bend o- so he bends over for the commies. <laughs> yep, the great lie. I call it the great lie. I'm not I'm not saying I never met um Officer Derek Shovin, so I can't really make any statements. But everyone agrees his biggest mistake was for the procedures. Like I said before, watch the police videos, the Minneapolis police videos on George Floyd. He couldn't breathe in the back of an SUV. And all those lying scumbags, the mobsters, and the jury didn't have the balls to look at everything. And that's why I told people, I don't care who it is about Derek Chauvin. He never received a fair trial, just like they were claimed that Charles Manson didn't get one because they exploited it. And, And I do remember... I know a lot of folks in the early days, in the 80s, about that uh, gang rape ordeal that happened in Central Park at night when the woman was jogging at 4.30 in the morning. And they all said they're guilty, and they found out their DNAs don't match. Those Lizzie Borden syndrome, I call it. PSYOP. They all say he's guilty because it's all on one little video clip, but not the fine print. All right, and it says here, your news, hunt for seven missing crew members following U.S. aircraft crash reveals no leads. And uh, let me just see here. New American, another Canadian province to challenge Ottawa's rush to net zero emissions. That's Saskatchewan, the challenging Ottawa, which is good. That's from the Children's Health Defense right here. I talked about earlier, 35-year-old firefighter injured by COVID vaccine and forced to retire sues New York City for disability benefits. So all punch those people in the mouth to tell people to take that jab. Every single one of them, punch them in the damn mouth. If you're in the union, you punch them. And any of the people support that, you clock them and pay your fine. Putin right here from New American. Large families should be the norm, be Norman Russia. The world's laughing at Germany's leaders. And, of course, um, Zero Hedge. 
Los Angeles private jet business Buffett's hometown twice amid speculation of major she, major shell 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 deal. And King Charles delivers high politicized speech to support collectivist net zero project. Of course, he's a new world order piece of garbage. And Breitbart Netanyahu to Israel will continue until victory, absolute victory over Hamas, which it was uh, Mossad approved. Watch faith leaders party over um, pray over Trump in Iowa. Strange sounds. Hold up. I've seen this episode before, of course. Elon Musk. We are change. This came out a while back on the 29th. Alt hyphen market. Rothschilds wants merger between corporations, governments, and AI to save capitalism, which is called corporatism, folks. Fascism. And uh, West. Mm, no, let me see here. SGT report. Engineering winter weather. Geoengineering watch global alert news. Of course, we're here at Vindicated Daily Bell. Israeli intelligence new October 7th attack plan a year in advance. Ben Shapiro versus Shapiro. Free speech fraud exposes himself. Herb news, stock news, spice up sweet and savory dishes with nutmeg, a versatile spice that can help protect against free radical damage. That's right, folks. Don't rely on the medicines from those uh, big pharma. Look, be fidgeting on your health. Survival.news, keep your head in the swivel. And of course, white lung syndrome for the end of the America. Information, the end of America, right? The end of American dream, Mike Snyder. Information liberation, Jerusalem Post, Ben Shapiro pushes Christ act, crisis actor, conspiracy theory claiming dead Palestinian baby is a doll. And that's the person who stabbed uh, Derek Chauvin, according to Information Liberation, John Tursak. Just News, Hamas official hints has hit at another attack on Israel bigger than October 7th. The DC clothesline had here mistrial incoming video footage depict gross misconduct by Judge Egeron's law clerk in Trump trial. RT. Russia snow snow crab imports flood Japanese market. And it's happened November 30th by law enforcement today under attack. Police officer ambush shot during carjacking investigation in suburban Chicago. And uh, post-millennial, foreign-born U.S. population tops 49 million in 2023, beating census prediction by 10 years. Okay, and um, the gray zone, understand the insane appeal of Argentina's Javier Mali. The gray zone did a video on that. Got to look at both sides. Of course, he claims to be a populist, but we got to look at everything across the board. Remember, folks, even doesn't matter where you're at, when government knows best, it turns to crap. I know he thinks about there's a revolution, but there's only a revolution here. Nope, no, thank you. We can have our, our own information war of liberty instead of, instead of being having government being nannies. All right, and reclaim the net. How the government plots to control your digital identity. Uh huh. And this is for American greatness. Controversial murder trial. Will this judge give a lesser sentence based on the killer's killer skin color? Yep, so um, 
Goes on and on, right? Absolutely. Of course, and Graham Hancock, Indra killed Verita in 97.03 BCE. The Rajevic description of the comet impact that ended the last ice age. So let's claim on that too. But we got to always look at things across the board as usual. Of course, here, Middle East, Middle East, Middle Eastern Eye. Israel, Palestine, Israel pushes Gaza, terrified residents from one refuge to another. So they want to use them as ping pongs. They take over and say, all hail to the greater Israel project. Oh, my goodness. There's like a lot of insanity going on as usual. What can we say, right? Well, I know one thing for sure, folks. It is uh, chilling. Like I said before, I know I'll probably be a dead horse. Be vigilant. Be ready. And um, like prepare yourselves. Don't take things for granted. Because you never know. Always be family. Be And love your neighbors, too, best you can. Yeah, if you have your low lives out there, nothing new. So um, just get ready, okay, folks? I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Before I proceed, I'd like to apologize. I did make an error or typo, oral typo to be exact. It's 1701, not 1700. So I do apologize for that, folks. And um, <laughs> just uh, correct that. It's been a while, so uh, bear with me. All right. Well, the first thing I'm going to be reading here came out a couple days ago, I would say. Yeah, December 1st by Technofog, the reactionary. Got this from um, originally from uh, what site was that? Zero Hedge. Kissinger, America's most pro prolific war criminal. Myths and truths of America's worst statement. As, we, as it reads here, Henry Kissinger is dead. At 100, he rose to power from humble beginnings. His middle-class Jewish family escaped Germany for the United States in 1938. After graduating high school and attending one year in college, studying accounting of all things, Kissinger would enlist in the army and serve in Germany until 1947. Upon his return to the States and through the advice of a mentor, he would gain admission to Harvard, where he excelled as an undergraduate and graduate student. His academic career at Harvard, starting in 1951, was also the beginning of his professional trajectory. Kissinger would establish himself as an important foreign policy theorist and a recognized expert on the ro role of nuclear weapons in America. American foreign policy, excuse me. At the same time, by way of his position at Harvard, he would forge relationships with prominent American foreign political figures. Kissinger, Kissinger's network and really his scope of influence would further grow after his 1955 appointment to the Council of Foreign Relations, where he was brought in contact with many of the most powerful men in the nation, including the Rockefellers. Through the later 1950s and into the 1960s, Kissinger would cement himself as a best-selling author, nuclear weapons and foreign policy in 1957, and prolific writer. For all the talk of Kissinger's genius then and now, many of, many of his ideas at that time were unoriginal, illogical, and near-delusional. 
For example, in nuclear weapons and foreign policy, Kissinger argued in favor of limited nuclear war as opposed to all-out nuclear war. To avoid the escalation for limited nuclear war to all-out nuclear war, a very real and obvious danger, Kissinger proposed conditions by which such a war could take place, such as using diplomacy to convey to our opponent what we understand by limited nuclear war, or at least what limitations we are willing to observe. He argued that a war which began as a limited nuclear war would have the advantage that its limitations could have been established in advance of hostilities. These ideas were as ludicrous as then as they are now and were criticized as such after publication. As one writer more recently observed, Kissinger's limited nuclear war had to be conceived and waged as an Ivy League fencing match. Kissinger would eventually obtain a tenure professorship at Harvard in 1962, yet he was not destined for academia. His appetite was for high-stakes policymaking. He was the foreign policy advisor for Nelson Rockefeller's failed presidential campaigns, and in 1968, when Nixon won the Republican nomination, Kissinger made it clear that he wanted to be part of the potential Nixon administration. Kissinger was adept enough to leave open the possibility of a position in the Humphrey administration had he defeated Nixon. The lengths Kissinger might go to assist then-candidate Nixon and thus ensure Kissinger's accent were revealed in 1968 as President Lyndon B. Johnson sought to begin peace negotiations and to bring about an end to the Vietnam War. This would undoubtedly benefit Democrat candidate Vice President Humphrey, Hubert Humphrey. Nixon learned that a peace effort, effort via leaks from Kissinger was who was serving as an advisor to President Johnson and attended the Paris peace talks with the North Vietnamese. Nixon then instructed his close advisor, H.R. Haldeman, to monkey wrench negotiations. The South Vietnamese were pressured to hold firm by Nixon's allies. With the understanding that Nixon could deliver better terms, the South Vietnamese boycotted the talks. Nixon could win the election. Over 25,000 more Americans would die in Vietnam before the war eventually concluded. Kissinger's duplicity was rewarded with his appointment of a national security advisor after Nixon took office in 1969. Seizing on Nixon's distrust of the State Department, Kissinger executed a quiet coup to exclude other agencies and officials from the foreign policy decision-making process an idea Nixon liked, effectively guaranteeing his position as the foreign policy czar. The structure allowed for streamlined decisions, executive control, a reduction in bureaucratic meddling and secrecy. Beginning in the spring of 1969 through 1973, the Nixon and Kissinger conducted a secret and illegal and extensive bombing operation called MENU, M-E-N-U of purported North Vietnamese routes 
an alleged headquarters in Cambodia. The architect and overseer of this plan was Kissinger. In fact, Kissinger maneuvered to ensure Nixon's approval of the plan after the Secretary of State objected it. In the first 14 months of the operation, codenamed Menu, there would be a total of 3,630 flights dropping 110,000 tons of bombs. In total, U.S. planes dropped 500,000 or more tons of munitions. Gunships would rape children. The Nixon administration and Kissinger conspired to keep the carpet bombing secret while Kissinger oversaw its execution and approved each of the 3,875 Cambodia bombing raids with full knowledge of its effect on civilians. Kissinger's instructions for strikes following Nixon's demands weren't to hit military targets, but anything that moves. Many times, innocent Cambodian villages would be hit with dozens of payloads over the course of several hours. The result was near total destruction. And you can see the map of that. Interviews of Cambodian victims by The Intercept revealed the first-person horror. One woman described what she experienced as a young girl staying at around 10 a.m. An airplane dropped a bomb on my home. My parents and four siblings were all killed. Thousands of others had similar stories. I lost my mother, father, sister, brothers, everyone. It is an estimate made it that as many as 150,000 civilians were killed, all at the direction of Henry Kissinger. I'm just curious what Roger Stone will say about this. But I know one thing for sure. This maggot, Jabba the Hutt clone, should have been charged for war crimes a long time ago. But remember this, folks. doesn't matter what government's from, where, and so forth. It happens a lot. It's going on right now as we speak. This is purely unacceptable. So you think I want to pay homage to this creep? No way in hell. I treat him like Zygmunt Brzezinski. An ungrateful son of a bitch, a maggot, a war criminal, a person I have no respect for, but pure derision on his actions. So if they're going to have a funeral for this guy and call him American Patriot and all that crap, I'm not watching it at all. I didn't even, I didn't even see the funeral for John McCain, okay? Just giving you an example. That's how I treat them. Garbage. And then the one that's bit the dust. Well, that's all I got to say about Kissinger. I'll be doing one more segment after this. So stay tuned. Gonna do one more here. This came from allnewspipeline.com. Support these folks where you can. Flaw of it, they have uh, lots of um, advertising. <laughs> All right, right here it says, globalism will be crushed. This came out today, by the way. 
under the weight of his own lies and endlessly spreading destruction. With over 500 million guns in America, there should never be a safe space for tyranny. Globalism is a disease that destroys the soul and deprives life life of meaning. Is by J.B. Shirk and All News Pipeline. Two recent statistical surveys keep bouncing around my head. One study concludes that every that one out of four every young people in the world feels lonely today. That study finds that 72% of Americans have no interest in defending the United States in a major war. In other words, a quarter of the planet's emerging leaders are clinically depressed. And nearly three-quarters of the voters in the world's wealthiest and most powerful nation have no interest in fighting to preserve the American dream. People, it seems, are so disappointed in the present that they have no appetite for the future. Signs of such deliberating malices, malices, excuse me, malices, yeah, malices, or malices, yeah, that's how you pronounce it, should be a smack across the face of those who insist on ruling planet Earth from privileged perches secured behind steel gates at private social clubs such as the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, and the United Nations. Across the globe and in poor and rich countries alike, the human race is suffering. Real leaders would recognize this phenomenon for what it is, a worldwide cry for help. Does it seem... As if post-World War I erupted of think tanks, international associations, economic clubs, and foreign policy institutes has had a net positive effect on human happiness? Has the Council on Foreign Relations successfully steered the planet towards sustained peace? Have the privately controlled central banks that are empowered to manipulate national currencies at whim safeguarded middle-class families from regular economic disaster? Has the League of Nations success of the UN prevailed in its self-appointed mission to build a better world? Or after a solid century of international busybodies obsessively micromanaging the world affairs, it is perhaps time to conclude that a glut of governmental and non-governmental organizations with a penchant for starting wars and triggering economic calamity has quite just uh, demonstrably done more harm than good? With so many global institutions dominating private life, it is any wonder why so many people now behave as if they should be committed to institutions. True meaning. The kind formed through personal struggle, adventure, hard work, religion, community, and family has been replaced with an incremental oppression of international ruling making, rulemaking. The sanctity of the family home has been bulldozed so that a global cabal of atheists whose only real mission is to severely reduce the human population can poison the natural bonds nurtured between parents and children. The blessings of marriage have been paved over with such vulgar elevation of sin as to condemn human beings who would otherwise have been made whole through Merit, um, meritmonial commitment to lonely lives, benefit of hope and adrift in promiscuous isolation. 
Culture, marriage, children, and devotion to God are bricks that build communities, which in turn fortify nations against evils propagate by those who lead drab, meaningless lives drenched in self-loafing and hatred for humanity's existence. The United Nations and the sister organizations do one thing well, the vanquish cultural bonds, and by doing so, demolish civilizations and with the wreckage that we reap, they extinguish human happiness. Before I proceed, support this organization if you can. And there's a link for that, and I will um, continue on. How successfully have globalist par- these globalist parasites spread their cancer of human meaninglessness? The Canadian Human Rights Commission claimed that the celebration of Christmas perpetuates colonial oppression and intolerance. In the United States, a trend has metastasized, metastasized excuse me, online in which young Americans have been indoctrinated to condone the evils of Hamas terrorists now openly expresses support for words and the deeds of Osama bin Laden. Nearly 25 years of an Islamic supremacy murdered 3,000 of their countrymen, lost and confused Americans with no sense of their own history, on purpose now thank the 9-11 mastermind for his vile service. I will stop there. I have to disagree because the FBI had no, they had insufficient evidence that Osama bin Laden was involved, and two, if people heard my podcast for a very long time, I always said September 11th was a New World Order agenda. Osama bin Laden was a scapegoat, an asset, a pawn. I'll continue on. And former CIA director Michael Hayden, a deep state thug who once called the execution of President Trump, took some time during Thanksgiving to equate the Second Amendment supporting Christians with jihad terrorists. These kinds of sicknesses revolting to their core are vivid proof that life within the United States and throughout the West must imminently change. Globalism or the secular philosophy that a small group of international elites can successfully govern nation states better than the people who reside within the nukes and crannies of those nations. Insist that bureaucratic mandarins in Brussels, Geneva, or New York City should be managing the day-to-day activities of an electrician in Verona, a winemaker in Sopran, a sailor of Karanabong, and an accountant living in a suburb outside Cincinnati. Right now, the 2023 United Nations Climate Change Conference is spending the next two weeks in Dubai deciding just how much energy ordinary folks should be permitted to use heat their homes and run their businesses in hundreds of thousands of villages and towns throughout the world. Somewhere there's a fisherman in the Cape West Coast of South Africa whose future livelihood would suffer because of some UN regulation being written, inserted, and into the 26th paragraph of the Section 85, Article 12, of the seventh official draft of a new environmental edict that probably does nothing other than protect the monopoly of power of a wealthy multinational conglomerate with influential connections, but those whose passage in Dubai would nonetheless be touted as an instrumental step toward saving the planet. Saving the planet is a big is big business. By behind every poor worker who struggled that much harder to make ends meet after each new global mandate per- 
purportedly constructed to fight bad weather. There's an international oligarch with a corporate board at his side, adding new zeros to his already colossal cache of multi-generational wealth, extracting every last penny from the world's poorest in the form of green taxes and fees, so that the globe's most obscenely rich can buy private armies and islands is what John Kerry and Klaus Schwab's new Green Green New Deal has always had in mind. No form of national government could be purportedly described as democratic or representative of the people if it takes its marching orders from the WEF, WHO, EU, or UN. Globalism seeks nothing less than to create a planetary system of vassalage in which cultural practices, historic customs, religious beliefs, and national sovereignties are so subsumed under that all-powerful dominion of an insular ruling elite, speaking the most powerful tongue form of political correctness. Its propagandists denounce imperialism while the building the most sinister empire the world has ever seen. After a century of coercive internationalism in which corporate oligarchs, central bank money printers, and Callison security services have conquered the world under an artificial olive branch and deceptive promises of peace, what where are we today? The global population has never been more unhappy, apparently serving as meaningless chits for unelected globalists to trade and control and starve humanity of his zest for living. In this black hole of human meaning, however, I see tremendous opportunity for exercising the cancer that causes us so much harm and lifting the world that is desperately indeed saving. As a Christian, I have always been particularly drawn to one of Jesus Christ's lessons. It is not those who are healthy who need a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The Marxist globalists who seek to rule the world have sunk the world into a morass of misery, intentionally destroying culture, marriage, family, national borders, and God have brought nothing but pain and suffering. The world is sick and it requires a spiritual physician. And for those who see clearly have accepted calling to carry God's light, there's no shortage of patients who seek healing. Great awakenings and civilization rebirths are built on the ruins of unhappiness. I urge you to see to see today's chaos not as the beginning of the end, but rather as a prologue to a spiritual and cultural redemption. Embrace this journey. And they um, have, um, they did a clip here too on Brighton News that was on the 29th. Called it out, which is good stuff, like Mike Adams did. Of course, you have to always see things in a bigger picture and always question Kio Bono, who benefits? You got a bunch of maggots out there, like, for example, the late ungrateful Henry Kissinger want to control us like a bunch of peasants. And these synthetic movements, all behind, being paid by globalist institutions, multimillionaires that don't care, and they're, they hate themselves.
It is spiritual warfare going, spiritual war happening for a very long time. Like I said before, many, many years ago, the war on terror is a conflict against its people, rather it's foreign or domestic. And they want to use us, wants to be compliant, obedient. But you know what? It's all going to blow back in their faces when they least expect it. Decentralization, decentralization is the key, friends. It's not perfect. We can make it, we can better ourselves. Think and act locally is a great start. Let's say, talk to your neighbors. Learn the pros and cons, like all of us. We all we all have them, and better ourselves. And you never know; you'd be surprised what people can do when we have that mindset. Well, that's my intake on this. I'd love to hear from you. That would be it. I want to thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, or something that's interesting, want to check out whatever you do, please use decorum. Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes of this episode. And you can look up, check it out yourselves. If you want to contact me, go to Loki Luck number 03 or Protometa.com. If you want to donate, go to PayPal.me or cash on app forward slash Loki Luck number three. If you want to support the reactionary, which is a Substack site, Substack site, Technofog. Or the all-news pipeline, that'd be great. Give them the support they need. I'm just, what I'm doing is just relaying the message. So, if you support me also, that'd be great. All right, folks, once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the demoniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you. 